0: Pastor Xavier Reese says obedience to God includes submission in marriage.
1: If you have a non believing husband, then you need to honor him. You need to align yourself with the order that God has for marriage. You don't submit to him because he's godly, you submit to him because that's the order of God's creation. And God has put you there to be a light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's an awesome responsibility.
0: Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, Let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in Heaven. And so when God designed His plan for marriage, He even made provisions for a woman married to an unbelieving husband. Today, Pastor Xavier points out how the godly example a wife lives preaches the gospel to her husband through her conduct. These simple truths he draws from 1 Peter 3 and a study titled, Godly Submission by Women.
1: Peter has been dealing with the subject of submission. Now, in chapter 3, verse 1 through 6, he comes down to wives. In the context, he's speaking to wives who are married to non-believing husbands. Now let me read the text and then we'll point out some things and, and we'll take it a verse at a time. He says, Likewise you wives, speaking about submission, be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conversation or the conduct of their wives, when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear." Do not let your beauty be that outward adorning of arranging of hair, of wearing of gold, or of putting on fine apparel. But let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible ornament of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. For in this manner in former times the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves being submissive to their own husbands. As Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord whose daughters you are if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. Peter gives to us three characteristics that are very evident in godly women. Women who are submissive to the Spirit and the Word of God. The first is that they are submissive to their husbands, in verse 1 and 2. Secondly, they are modest in their dress. Verse 3 and 4. And thirdly, they honor their husbands. Verses 5 and 6. Now, remember the context. These are unbelieving husbands. Notice the particular is that even if some do not obey the word. Okay, so these are men who have been exposed to the gospel, but they do not obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, it says they without a word, may be won by the conduct of their wives. Without a word of preaching. Now I would take this to mean, not only from the onset of your conversion, but that after the fact that you have given reason for your faith, and it has been rejected, and the husband says, I don't want to hear it anymore. That your conduct is of such witness, that your husbands can see A vast difference from you from the women that are in the world. And this is what Peter is saying. And he's going to give us some guidelines here. Verse 2 says, When they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear. Chaste means pure. That means that your manner of life and the word observe means to watch attentively. That implies that Peter says that every person who is married to a person who doesn't know Christ, that non-believer constantly is looking at you. And that intense observation, that that is God's opportunity to preach the gospel through your example, through your life. But not only by chaste conduct, he says, accompanied by fear. This means respect and reverence. And this is talking about towards the husband. That the woman will respect that man, though he does not know Christ, that he is the head, that he is the provider, he is the protector, he is the covering that, that God has put over her. Though the marriage has been made before coming to Christ, God not honors him as that head, though he does not know Christ. But as far as the relationship of marital relationship, she is to submit. And in that witness, that he might be won over to Jesus Christ. Secondly, Peter tells us that a second characteristic of Christian women is the modesty of their dress in verses 3 and 4. Do not let your beauty be the outward adorning or arranging of the hair or wearing gold or a putting on a fine apparel. That's the negative. But the positive, but let it be the hidden person of the heart. With the incorruptible ornament of a gentle and quiet spirit which is very precious in the sight of God. In other words, don't be caught up with the exterior women. It's tragic when you as a young lady or a mature woman have to depend upon your physical appearance to feel secure. Now, on the other side, I am not saying that you shouldn't take care of yourself. Even as the late Vernon McGee said, even an old barn looks better with a coat of paint. (laughs) Um, And so Peter is not saying don't use makeup, though some churches will teach you that. Peter is saying... Don't depend on it. And Pastor X is saying, you're not going to the circus. He says, women, don't do that. You have Christ Jesus. He says, wearing of gold. It's speaking about wrapping around or, or, or just covering. Where they would deck themselves with all kinds of jewelry. Now, I'm always amazed when I see people with all kinds of rings and and chains and everything else. and Mr. T. <laughs> I mean, what's the purpose? Now, that doesn't mean that you can't have a ring. That doesn't mean you can't wear a necklace. That doesn't mean you can't wear earrings. That doesn't mean that you can't have nice things. But if, you know, if if you walk in and, and, and you're coming to church and you've got three necklaces and your, your earrings, as, as you turn the corner, they smack the wall because they go out three feet. Then, you know... What are you trying to say? Are you saying, look at me? Or are you trying to say, I have a lot of money? Or what is it? And so Peter is saying, don't try to win your husbands over after the manner of the world. You turn your husbands over to me. And you be godly. And thirdly, he says, of putting on fine apparel. Garments, lavish garments. I'm always amazed when um, they have uh, different things like the Oscars or stuff like that. And I look at those women or or the beauty contests and all the dresses. And, you know, some of those things I'm sure must cost thousands of dollars. And they'll wear it one time and that's it. What a waste. Now, for those, if you're here this morning and you disagree with Pastor X that we're not supposed to wear makeup, we're not supposed to wear any jewelry, then you would have to equally say that we're not to wear any clothes. Because that's the context. He says apparel. And certainly Peter's not teaching that we shouldn't wear any clothes. So if you're going as far as to say no makeup and no jewels or be up to date, then you have to say no clothes. Are you willing to say that? Then don't twist the Scriptures. Okay, And so we need to study within the context. And what it's speaking about here is moderation. You know, I've known godly women who are just beautiful women. I mean, physically, their face, their body, they're just beautiful women. But they're very modest. They don't cause you to lust or to stumble. And yet I've seen other women that, you know, they dress in such a way as all they're they're saying is, Look at me. And so what he's saying is, Use wisdom. You know how you're built. You know what turns men on. Then use wisdom. And so he's saying, don't depend on the worldly standards to win your husbands over. Don't compete for them. You depend on me. On the positive side, in verse 4 he says, But let it be the hidden person of the heart That which Christ is doing in you, young ladies. That which is eternal. That which is effective. That which is true and genuine. Not that which is phony and plastic. I mean, let's face it. You may look decked out. But come sundown, time to go to bed. And you take the wig, you take the jewels, you take the eyelashes, you take everything off. And then you say, who are you? This is genuine. This is something that's to be on you always. The beauty that is inward, hidden man of the heart, with the incorruptible ornament of the gentle and quiet spirit. Gentle. That's a work of the Spirit of God. Quiet. That's hard for women. It is amazing. But that also tells us something, men. We need to talk to our wives. That's just the way they are made. We get home and we don't want to talk. How'd it go, hon? Good. Um, anything exciting? No. Nah. <laughs> all these questions, all these things. Be sensitive. They're saying, talk to me, stupid. <laughs> so what do we do? We go outside and talk to the dog. This does take the work of God, a gentle and quiet spirit in women. That's not a derogatory statement. That's the reality. Because it's not natural. It's just not natural. And so Peter is asking, yield yourself to the Spirit of God, the transforming work of God's Spirit. That as your non-believing husbands look at you, they see Christ. Don't say, well, you don't understand my husband. You don't know what he does this. Pray for him. Love him. Serve him. Submit to him. And let him see Christ. We've already talked about the things that you don't have to submit to. We're talking about that relationship between husband and wife. Your responsibility. He says, which is... Very precious in the sight of God. You see, it's before God who you live, not before man. But if you only think that you live before man, then there's very little that you'll do because man's not always around. And so Peter really really focuses on, on the uh, center of your life here. Jesus Christ. The one who's over you. The one who is your true Lord, the one who wants to manifest himself through you. Paul the Apostle in Philippians 4 5 says, Let your moderation be known unto all men, the Lord is at hand. So, the very fact that Jesus is coming, all of us are to demonstrate moderation in what we do, not just the women. Now, in verse 5 and 6, Peter says that the Christian woman is characterized by her honor for her husband. This is a non-believing husband. He says, For in this manner, in former times the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves being submissive to their own husbands. And so now he illustrates the point to women of old who had non-believing husbands but trusted God and lived out their life in obedience to God in that marriage relationship though their husbands never came to Christ. History can attest to this. Some of your friends can attest to this. Maybe you can attest to this. You ever remember Abigail and Nabal? Nabal, his name was fool. Now let me say that there are many godly Christian women who are married to fools. But equally let me say that there are a lot of godly women who are married to a lot of foolish Christian men. The foolishness does not stop at being a non-believer. And yet he says here that women of old have been able to do it. So Peter brings it down to a perspective where we cannot excuse ourselves. It is possible. As we study the scriptures, as we see the history of the church, we see men who, and women who have lived under difficult circumstances, difficult periods of time and history, and yet with ungodly men, and yet they have been a light and salt to that home and their husbands have never come to Christ. How about it, women? Usually what I hear about women who have non-believing husbands is they want to leave right away. We've already talked about that. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 7, Women, don't you dare leave. Husbands, don't you dare leave your unbelieving wives. Only if they abandon you. Only if they don't want to dwell with you. And they take off. Or they divorce you. Other than that, You remain in that marriage. Don't abuse of your liberty in Christ. Holy women, the word holy means set apart. Who were they set apart for? God. And in that marriage, they worked out, and notice the two things he mentions. He says, they adorned themselves, and they were submissive. The very two things he has just asked of them, he says they did it. So it's not something that is unattainable. It's not something that is so impossible. It is something that is very realistic. We must understand that when we come to the Scriptures, as we study the Word of God, as we walk week in and week out, month in and month out, and year in and year out, that what we are accomplishing to do is something that is very obtainable through the Spirit and the Word of Jesus Christ. Not something that is an ideal that cannot be reached. Otherwise, it does us no good for this life. Now, he gets more specific in verse 6 to regards of honoring their husbands. As Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. Now, he comes right down to home base. We are called children of Abraham, Now he makes the identification with you, young ladies and mature women, to daughters of Sarah. Interesting that Sarah called Abraham Lord. This word, we already said, can be used for the Lord Jesus Christ. It can be used for a master. It can be used for anybody who has authority over you. Sarah realized that Abraham was not always right. I guarantee you. Sarah realized that sometimes Abraham was wrong before he made the decision. And yet she submitted to him, recognizing that God had put him over her as a covering. You remember that Abraham lied and had her lie also, saying, Tell him that you are my sister. Now Abraham was not really having her in mind primarily, but him in mind. And yet, she submitted in that area. Why? She was trusting and hoping in God. That's what the word trust means in verse 5. Her hope and trust was in God, not in her husband completely. Women, you're going to have to trust God for your husbands. That's part of the privilege that you have. To see God work on your husband. You are not the Holy Spirit The Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. Husbands, that goes for you too. You are not the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. And yet we need to make ourselves accountable and confrontable. But we trust the Holy Spirit to change each of us. And so Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. And now he makes the identification that if these characteristics are seen in you, then you can be called a daughter of Sarah. Now, you either stand in one of two this morning. Either you're a daughter of Eve, rebellious, self-will, or in Sarah, obedient, submissive, trusting God. You've got no other option. You've only got one or the other. Now you can be in Christ, but still be living under Eve. The old man. Not really building up your home. And yet here, Sarah is a very specific illustration. And yet Sarah trusted God. And so we have a reachable solution. If you have a non-believing husband, then you need to honor him. You need to speak well of Him. You need to align yourself with the order that God has for marriage. You don't submit to Him because He's godly. You don't submit to Him because you love Him. You submit to Him because that's the order of God's creation. And you have entered into a covenant. And God has put you there to be a light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I believe that God is able to give you the strength, the wisdom, and knowledge or who He would never have asked you to do it. Let me say that your marriage has never taken God by surprise. He knew you were going to be unequally yoked. He knew that you were going to come to Christ after the fact of being married. And therefore, He must really trust you to be the instrument to preach the gospel through your life. And really, that's the only way the gospel through word then becomes effective. Because if we're not living what we're saying, what we're saying gets totally wiped out. And I just wonder how many men, how many husbands have been driven away from Christ because of the bad witness of Christian women in the home. And Peter says this ought not to be. There's an awesome responsibility. On the other side, men also. Who have driven away their wives. Because they have not really properly represented Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Now he says that you are daughters of Abraham or of Sarah. If you do good. You study the whole context from chapter 2 verse 11 on down to here. It is doing good. In the midst of what? The Gentiles. The unbelieving world. Doing good before the unjust. Submitting before the wicked. Who's our example? Jesus Christ. He suffered being innocent. He did not revile. He did not threaten. He gave a clear witness of the Father. This is our obligation and our privilege as Christians. The specific application is women who have non-believing husbands. Didn't Jesus say to his disciples, you are my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world? This is what it's all about, people. Whether we be in a marriage relationship where one mate is an unbeliever, whether we're at work, whether we go to school, whatever it is, that by our lives, people may see Jesus Christ. That in the manner of your submission. then in the manner of your dress. That in the manner how you honor people. People might be able to see something different about you. You have different standards. You live your life by different principles. And this is what Peter is saying. That's the bottom line. I pray that if you're in this situation, that you would open your heart to God. For he'll always give you the way of escape. He'll never put you in a position that you're more than able to bear. But you'll be able to get through. He's more than sufficient. That the power and the glory may be of God and not of yourself.
0: Pastor Xavier Reese, explaining how the example of the submitting wife exemplifies the importance for all believers for living out the gospel of Jesus Christ. Important Simple Truths, drawn from 1 Peter chapter 3. Now, today's study is simply titled, Godly Submission by Women. And as always, we can provide a copy upon request. And by the way, there's much more to this study that our limited time on the air just doesn't allow us to present. But we're happy to include on CD for just $4 to help cover the costs. The title to ask for once again is, Godly Submission by Women. You can request yours by writing, Simple Truths. And please help us by including the call letters of this station somewhere in your correspondence. This is helpful when we check on the impact of this outreach in your area. Scripture says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Pastor Xavier Reese with the simple truths of the husband's submission next time. Hope you'll find your way back.